Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Florida Roundtable. My name's Bill Mick. I'll be your host as we explore the things here that impact the state of Florida, our communities, and our country. Good to have you along here on the Florida News Network. Today, we take a look at education through the eyes of an education advocacy group called Moms for Liberty. Not without controversy, but with a goal that should be common to all of us, the welfare of our kids, the education of our kids, and the policies that impact those. Tina Deskovich, a co-founder of Moms for Liberty, is our guest today. We will explore their mission, their work here in Florida, and the how and why of political dialogue and the tack that it's taking. All with Moms for Liberty today on the Florida Roundtable from the Florida News Network. Splish, splash, I'm taking up. Everything okay in here? Oh, yeah, sure is. You're wearing a life jacket. <laughs> sure am. In the tub? Practicing for when we head to the lake. I read about wearing one at wearitflorida.com. And wearitflorida.com told you to wear it in the tub? Nope, that was my idea. You know, Florida is the leader in boating fatalities, so a life jacket can save lives. As you were. Splish, splash, I was taking a Learn bath. more at uh-huh. wearitflorida.com. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. And welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. I'm Bill Mick. Our guest this weekend is Tina Deskovich, one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty. Their involvement is in education across the state, where it all started, and across the country. Tina, thank you for taking the time this weekend. Good to have you along. It's great to be here with you, Bill. Um, you guys have grown exponentially since you were founded. It, it's been just what? Just shy? No, just over three years? Yeah, January 1st was three years. Isn't that something? Um Tell us a little bit about the history of the organization, Moms for Liberty. By the way, the website, momsforliberty.org. What got it started and what was the impetus here? So Tiffany Justice, that's my co-founder. The two of us were school board members, 2016 to 2020 here in Florida. I was in Brevard and she in Indian River County. We didn't even know each other while we served. Uh, We maybe had met at 
functions um, that crossed over counties once or twice, but but no real friendship or relationship. As 2020 was closing, uh, Tiffany chose not to run again. I lost my reelection. And uh, just doing some soul searching, watching what was going on in the country. You know, we had just um, gone through COVID. I mean, we weren't through it, but as in the fall. We're still in the process. Yeah. (laughs) Have you been on a plane lately? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, In the summer and fall of 2020, you know, we were meeting for 10, 12 hour meetings, trying to figure out how to open schools, how to keep kids safe, how to um, deal with masking and quarantining and all those things. And Tiffany and I became uh, friends through that experience because we both were losing votes for one on forced masking and forced quarantining and different things. And so we reached out to one another. So as my term was ending, you know, I just sat and thought I made a list, actually, things that were important to me, God, family, country, education, kids, things, all the things and thought, what can we do with that? And I called up Tiffany and uh, we said we can do something with the knowledge and experience that we've had the last four years to help parents around the nation. Um, actually, let me rephrase that, to help parents in Florida. Our initial thoughts, we were just going to be here in Florida uh, to advocate. Because as we were sitting on the board, we saw parents coming forward. You know, I, I will never forget a mom saying, I'm going to call the county commissioners on you guys on something we were voting on. And I thought and they have nothing to do. with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here in Florida, you know, in some places around the country, I've learned they do have uh, authority over local school districts here in Florida. They have nothing to do with the school district. Right. You can go tell them all day long. They can't do a darn thing. And so I just thought people don't understand the structure, how things work, how to be effective and how to get what they want. And so we launched Moms for Liberty January 1st, 2021, to help the moms in Florida, parents in Florida, to organize and push back against things they were concerned about in education. What happened that it caught on and it just grew like wildfire? Uh, the truth of the matter is, is in later in that month, I called into uh, the Rush Limbaugh show, and I, I remember sitting in a parking lot. My son was on a field trip, and I was in the parking lot waiting for him to get in the car, and I hit redial over 100 times. I think it was like 106 <laughs> times okay. yeah, on his open line friday or whatever it was and i finally got through and they put me on the air and i just said what we were doing and then two weeks later i called into the glenn beck program right and uh got straight through first call first ring answered right away put me right on and again i talked about moms for liberty and with those two phone calls it people all over the country were listening and moms were listening and i had hundreds and it was just me really tiffany um, a couple of friends that were volunteering. There wasn't there wasn't many people to help, and we were getting right. hundreds of requests for chapters across the country. And so I called Tiffany, and I'm like, "Oh, the idea is bigger than we thought." Yeah, I'm like, "What are we going to do? I don't know anything about education." The first request was from Long Island, New York. I said, I don't know anything about education in New York. I don't know how it's structured. I don't know the legal systems. And she said, Tina, this is not ours to keep. This is this is everybody's. This is the parents. They need help, and we need to help them. And so uh, here we are three years later with over well over 300 chapters. We're in 48 states, 130,000 moms on the ground that are active and involved. Not really. You, you mentioned Limbaugh. You mentioned Glenn Beck, conservative talk show host. Uh, not really a partisan issue, though. This is something where parents of any stripe should be able to come together. It's about the education of our children. Are you seeing success there? And I got about a half a minute for you here. Yeah, we sure are. You know, the the left and the media, the far left, I should say, and the media really is trying to put us in a box and make us out to be something we are not. We are a nonpartisan organization. We have chapter chairs that are independents. We have plenty of members that are Democrats. Uh, we did some research into our membership, and we actually saw that. 
Um, a little over majority are registered Republicans, but almost half are independents, NPAs, or Democrats. And we'll talk more about Moms for Liberty, their activism for our kids on the Florida Roundtable. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it, and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15 day guarantee. Call now 800 897 5406. 800 897 5406. 800 897 5406. That's 800 897 5406. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award winning actor. And I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, oh Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. I'm Bill Mick. Our guest, Tina Deskovich, one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty. Tina, as we broke, we were talking about Moms for Liberty not being a partisan organization, but yet they are politically active because of the way our schools are structured across the country. What's the mission of Moms for Liberty? For those that aren't familiar, what are the issues you're addressing? Our mission is to unify, educate, and empower parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. And you are correct. That is not a partisan issue. All parents have the natural right, the God-given right, the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children, whether that's their education, their medical care, their moral and religious upbringing. Uh, No matter what your belief system is, you have the right to raise your children. So it's unfortunate that some people want to push us in in a corner of um, being uh, far right. And, and, you know, you you look at what the Southern Poverty Law Center is. I don't know if you wanted to get into that at all. Oh, I've got that on the list. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And what they've done to us, an anti-government extremist group. It's just it's just nonsense. Uh, We will stand with parents uh, to defend their right to raise their children. How do you get parents engaged? And how do, more importantly, how do you get them properly engaged? Because there's a way to convey this message. Boy, that sure is challenging, as you can imagine. Uh, but we have a, we're really well-structured. And so we organize into chapters. 
um, that oversee a county, and they are supposed to be responsible for overseeing the school the school districts within their county. In Florida, that's that's one to one, which is right very easy to handle. And in some places around the country, there's 30, 40, 50 plus school districts in one county, so it's a little challenging for a mom that's volunteering her I time. I did some time in California, and you had a county school district that was basically only responsible for funneling money to the many school districts in the county, and you had to deal with them individually on those issues. That, that's that got to be difficult for folks in those circumstances. It, it really is. You know, we struggle in some states, too, like Arizona, where, say, Maricopa County, I mean, there's like 50-something school districts in that one county, and it's just massive. There's only a handful of counties in the whole state. So, you know, some of our structure that was based out of Florida, we probably need to work with in the future. But um, the way the way we work is chapters meet in monthly chapter meetings and their job is to pull down the local school board agenda and go over it. And as a former school board member, I know that there is always something to be concerned about in those, in those agendas, you know, and so, and, and nobody looks at them. I think you and I have talked about that in the past. I mean, here in Brevard, the County commission building is right across the street. They have less employees. Their, their budget is smaller than the school board and then the school district. And yet where was the media all the time? Like where were the reporters across the street at the county at commission. the county commission meeting? Sure. Like digging into their budgets, discussing how they were spending money. For some reason, you know, there was some shield around the school board building that the media didn't want to penetrate unless it was something, you know, like a sex offender in a classroom. You know, that's the only time they would come over. They mm-hmm. never looked at the budget. They never looked at. So the they curriculum. go for the sexy stories, not right. not the day to day. This is how we operate stories. Yeah, with such yeah. a like a billion dollar budget, it's now a billion and a half dollar budget. Uh, is anybody, is anybody in the media digging into that? No. So Moms for Liberty was created to make sure that there was some public oversight of these school districts and what they're doing. It's got to be tough. Number one, I would rather run a drill in my eye than try to read one of those budgets. On the other hand, uh, how do you get the parents to become educated, not just on the issues, but then on how and where to present them? Uh, that, that's got to be a challenge because not everybody's good at the messaging. Yeah, you know, what's really one of the great things about Moms for Liberty is the network we are building. And so some of our chapter leaders have been with us now for almost three years. And so they've learned, they've been beat up, they've been around the block, they have done the hard work, they've they had to learn uh, the agenda, the budgeting, the consent agenda. And so they start to really, you know, we have um, online messaging groups with each other and they really help each other out. Where in the beginning, I would have to sit down and say, Here's the agenda. This is what it's like. And of course, we do trainings, you know, webinars. We bring them in for a national summit. Um, we have a team that travels around and does state leadership trainings that brings in their legislators and helps them be effective and communicate with them and learn the process in their state and how it's different and how you can be because more or less when to communicate with legislators or or board members even is just as key as what to communicate because a lot of times if you're communicating too late, the job's done. Yeah, there's so much here. So let's start with the basics. So our um, our tagline is that we're joyful warriors. That's mm-hmm. what we've named the podcast that Tiffany does. Uh, we you know we we build a lot of things around that, and that is to make sure our members always know and remember to be joyful. That's the number one thing. Uh, you know, I sat on a school board like you know, and when people came in, uh, just at the di- at the podium yelling, degrading, putting you down. It's really hard to have open dialogue at that point. And so- Well, it turns people off. They'd stop listening. Yeah, like you don't, you know, it just, some of the same people would come in week after week, just with nothing useful, nothing helpful, no um, solutions at all, just to come up there and just to call you names. So you're, you're teaching your people to look for solutions as well as to see what the problems are. Yeah, bring the solutions. As the chapters have formed now, and here in Florida, um, we've done it for, this will be the third 
third one because we did the first one here in Florida. We actually have legislative days like other organizations do. We travel to Tallahassee. Ours is actually coming up at the end of the month. And uh, the team puts together a legislative agenda. So the chapters meet and they form a legislative committee. Each chapter, from, so each county gets a vote. Uh, they pick bills that they want to support. They help uh, present bills and hope legislators will carry them across on issues that they want. They go up to the Tallahassee. They advocate for them. They actually hold a rally on the steps in Tallahassee and, uh, you know, What's the reception speakers. been like for in Tallahassee, for example? Oh, it's been amazing. So many great allies in uh, the House and the Senate for us. Obviously, Governor DeSantis has been a great ally of Moms for Liberty. Uh, you know, he came out early on in 2020 when, you know, moms were standing on. So right after we launched, right, we had just T-shirts and nothing else. We had no signs, no materials, nothing like that. And our moms were making homemade signs like open schools get the masks off kids, don't quarantine my kid. And they were showing up at places Governor DeSantis was speaking. He could be speaking about anything, the Indian River Lagoon. It didn't matter. Our right. moms were just showing up. And at that point, uh, some of the political minds uh, in Florida that really wanted us to see do see us do well would reach out and say, you've got to stop them from doing that. That's not an effective way to advocate. And uh, you know, Tiffany and I both, we laughed. We are like, you try telling a mom whose kid's being forced masked right now who has asthma or MRSA on their face or is getting gum disease already, all of these things that moms are starting to tell us, you try to tell them that they can't go hold a sign where Governor DeSantis is. But I will give him credit because he would, he would walk over and he would ask the questions and he would listen. And time and time again, he would address it at the state level. And again, the legislators have been great. We've got a lot of great allies up there. You have had some what some may call amazing successes with legislation and even on the local level with school boards at times. And I think it has to do with just how you present the material that you have. You don't go in uneducated, number one. Yeah, it's important to know what you're talking about. It's important not to yell and scream and shout and put people down. You know, that's just not going to get you anywhere. But overall, nationally, uh, in the last, we've done two legislative sessions nationally, three total in Florida, uh, 24 bills in seven states signed into law. Uh, over that time period. And, you know, when you look at other organizations, what we're doing is remarkable that we've had that kind of movement so mm-hmm. quickly. You you have the national structure, which is your organization, and it, it's basically laying out guidelines for how these others operate. Um, are you seeing that the states are being effective and these individual chapters are being effective like you guys have been here? Yeah, we have a, um, a online chapter meeting with all the leaders once a month, and we celebrate the wins, we say, at the beginning sure. of every meeting. Uh, and we gather them up. We put out a post in our in our closed group uh, you know, a week prior and say, post your wins this month. And it's hundreds of things, all types of things that don't get media coverage, obviously. Uh, some of them, it's like my superintendent, who's a radical leftist, finally agreed to a meeting with me. You know, sometimes it's just something as small as that. But some of these moms have been working on that for two years to be able to sit across the table and have a discussion and earn enough credibility and respect that that people are willing to do that. Uh, some other things, you know, they get whole policies passed at the school district level. Uh, sometimes it's something that happened at the state level. So it's really remarkable. And honestly, it brings me to tears every month when I pull up that spreadsheet as we start building it of all those wins because to see the impacts that are happening uh, in 300 counties around the country already and in just a couple of years, it's, it's, sometimes it just blows me away. You've said that this is a national battle fought one district at a time. And I think that's true. Based on how our schools are run, in the country, you, you've got to make these changes 
yes, there can be state law changes, but you got to make the changes in actual practice at the local board level. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, I opened up with our mission statement at all levels of government is the end of our mission statement because we know we know a lot of things. One, this has to be fought at the most local level to start with. But there are things, according to different, you know, how different states are run, that have to be handled at the state level, like we saw here in Florida. And Curriculum honest, and the like. Yeah. And there's issues at the federal level. Uh, let's talk about the Department of Education, if you will. Right. You know, there's so much that um, at all levels of government. I don't know how, you know, we said that perfectly in our mission statement. As a former school board member, you have had the opportunity to deal as an elected official there. But the education establishment itself, it's almost like a closed circle. They don't want outside involvement in the decisions they make, the direction they go. How tough is that to break as moms coming in to talk about these things? Uh, that that is why we get death threats. That is why death threats. Death. You're threats. kidding me. Oh, Bill, the amount. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't ever like to lay out that we're victims, but. Good grief, the hate, um, the things that are mailed to us at the office and to our personal addresses at our homes. I remember a package uh, you got early on at your home. Yeah, it, was, it was from a puppy, but it wasn't from the front end. <laughs> yep, uh, that's been mailed. Um, you know, not nice, but that that was nothing compared to some of the things that we've had to deal with in the last three years. You know, we are headed uh, next, no, this week uh, to New York City for a town hall that we're doing. Um, the level of not just animosity, but rage towards us from elected officials in New York City that plan to show up and stand outside and protest. Um, we've had to increase but security. But beyond pro protests, you've received threats about the event itself. They've, they've tried to stop the venue from holding it even. Yes, they've been working to stop the venue, including the elected officials who have put out letters uh, asking them to cancel us. You know, that's this past summer, uh, our national summit in Philadelphia, I don't know what you saw from there, but, you know, we had all of Philadelphia PD. We had Homeland Security there. We had uh, the riot police shoulder to shoulder out as I protecting us. As I recall, you were very complimentary about law enforcement's engagement there in, in protecting yeah. you folks. They were amazing. Um, Antifa came out the night before to the museum where we were having the kickoff and smashed in the windows and spray painted on Washington Crossing to Delaware. Um, they had been out there protesting for weeks, but it was it was escalating. And uh, yeah, law enforcement, we couldn't have been more protected and more safe. The people of Philadelphia in general were lovely. Uh, our haters that flew in from around the country, uh, you know, haters doesn't seem like a strong enough word. They are nasty, nasty, vile, rage-filled individuals that are very dangerous. It raises questions about the level of political discourse. And when you're trying to engage properly, and there are those who won't consider sitting down and having the discussion, something that people should unify behind, which is our children and where we're going with education. It, it sounds like you're facing a huge ups, uphill battle. It would be tough not to be discouraged by that, but I don't get that from you guys at all. Uh, no, I, we are not discouraged in the least. We, um, you know, I, I, it weeds out people, I believe. Some people just aren't cut out for this. It, you have to be of good, um, strong You're going to be in the fishbowl. You better have broad shoulders. Yeah, exactly. More with Tina Deskovich as we continue on the roundtable. If you own a vessel that has reached the end of its useful life and don't know how to get rid of it, we can assist you. The Florida Vessel Turn-In Program, or VTIP, accepts vessels that have been determined at risk of becoming derelict. 
If you have received a citation or warning from law enforcement for an at-risk vessel and are the title owner of the vessel, you may be eligible to have your vessel removed and disposed of at no cost to you. Don't wait until it's too late. For more information, go to FloridaVTIP.com. That's FloridaVTIP.com. If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests, but Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You wanna learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Welcome back. Bill Mick with the Florida Roundtable. Tina Deskovich, co-founder of Moms for Liberty, with us for the hour this weekend. Tina, we were talking about some of 
the dissent, the detraction from what your group's trying to do. Uh, threats of protest, actual acts in protest, death threats, all of that in play? Yeah, um, messages that I know, uh, you know, when we're uh, traveling, it's just to be a little vague. We don't like to give out too much information on some of these things. But sure. I know where you live. Your kids are not safe. I mean, you know, it just just horrible things. And then, you know, the whole level of the satanic stuff that's sent to us, uh, we get all the time uh, money donated to the satanic temple in our name. Um, we get letters from Satan for a while there. They were postmarked out of Colorado was the most bizarre thing. Um, very evil. Always wondered where he lived. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, apparently he lives in Colorado, which is like one of the coldest places. So, yeah. uh, but you know, uh, frozen over. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, they, they would say really creepy, evil things like we are legion, we are surrounding you, like, you know, I, I don't know, hexes and spells. I think that group's smaller than it wants to project, a lot smaller. It, it, no, Bill, it is really? growing um, dramatically. They are opening now this past year several, uh, and they're, you know, raising money to grow more. Uh after school Satan clubs. I don't know if you've seen them. They've got I've a, seen some stories. Yeah, they've got a cute little Satan logo guy who dances around and says that he just wants to love all people equally and um, that, you know, and they portray these clubs as community service clubs and, uh, you know, parents are bringing their kids to them and they are there. They have um, been legally allowed in schools because if you're going to allow the good news club after school, they're saying you have to allow the Satan club after school. And so it's interesting to watch watch this unfold it's unfortunate that parents don't see a problem with that and are bringing their children to those clubs it comes back and, and while you're not a partisan organization because you would have to acknowledge it's a political organization because you're trying to affect political change on what happens in our schools we've lost the dialogue in this country if people are on one side or another and they're ready to fight at the drop of a hat how do you get people to have the dialogue? I mean, I think you guys hold the high ground every time I see you have a discussion. The other side seems often unwilling to sit down and talk. And when you're talking about children, yours or theirs, it would seem a common ground where you could come together and, and have the discussion. You take up every opportunity that is offered to you. Uh, Tiffany and I have done all types of media. I've been on C-SPAN hour-long sessions multiple times. Uh, she has been, you know, we've both done CNN. Uh, any Anybody, anybody that reaches out, you know, a lot of times if, if they're not a friendly to your ideas of outlet, people refuse to go because they're afraid or they have a political career. They're going to be career. attacked or, yeah. or, yeah. You know, and I understand um, if you have a political career, you're going to, you want to put yourself in the best light. That is not the goal of Moms for Liberty. The goal of Moms for Liberty is to impact change and gather up parents that want to stand and defend their parental rights. So we take every opportunity. Uh, you know, I went on the doctor's show, that show, I don't know if you yeah. remember the doctors, uh, early on and, you know, didn't have a ton of media experience, but I, they said they wanted to talk about the concerns moms really had with COVID and masking and things. And they just, I mean, abused me. Uh, on the break, the lead doctor was saying, I could hear him, his mic was on and I could hear him. I was on Zoom, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, I, I don't know why we have to talk to these wackadoodles in Florida. Like it was, he, they were so rude, so condescending. Well, COVID um, was another divisive thing in the country, pretty much the same as we're seeing in a lot of political issues. Yeah, you know, and, and in my head, I was like, I I want to, uh, I want to hang up. <laughs> I want to, you know, I want to just, he just, it was so awful. They found a 
child who was on a ventilator, put that up on the screen, asked how that made me feel. You know, there was no dialogue. There was no conversation. But I'm still so glad we did that. And because of that, I'm not afraid to go on any uh, outlet and talk and have a discussion. And sometimes you get beat up. But you know what? It backfires on them because there were people commenting that said, I have watched the doctors for three years. And after the way they treated you, I'm not going to watch them anymore. So people see through that sometimes. And so we just we take the the win, the small win, the kind of win, and we use it for our good. And we just keep trying to talk to people. A couple of examples that the other side often brings misinformation or disinformation to the debate. First example I can think of is a term that's not actually going on, but it gets attached to Moms for Liberty and it's book bans. It, number one, these books are available at stores, probably at public libraries. But your question is, what's age appropriate for kids in our schools? And I can't see parents disagreeing on a lot of these. Some of those are very pornographic. And why would we want our schools disseminating that to our kids? A couple of things. So you started off just by saying the, the labels and such. And if I can address that, it's, sure. a, it's a tactic. I, you know, they started off by calling us racists. I think that was the one. It didn't stick because we proved, you know, we were not racist. <laughs> then they went on to bigots, homophobes, um, Nazis, you, you name it, they keep trying. So book banners has been the one I think that they've been able to really just keep laying it on thick with. And it's unfortunate. Because these books are being challenged in districts here in Florida that I'm aware of and probably elsewhere around the country. All around the country, and rightly so. Uh, but no, it's also funny because a random person can go up and challenge a book, and the headline will say, Moms for Liberty <laughs> challenged the book. And I'm like, we don't even have a chapter there. We have no idea who this human it's being is. It's the price is. of fame, <laughs> Tina. Yeah. That's, that's where yeah. you've gone. We get it. It all gets slapped onto us. But seriously, early on with, with these concerns with the books, uh, we started just, we purchased a, a handful of them and just started carrying them around with us because people say you're you just trying to ban books and we say no we're challenging the book we want age appropriate and then you open the book and you show them the book i was on chris cuomo uh, a few uh -huh. months ago i don't know if you saw that clip it was hilarious he let me read one of the books he just said you know i you know you only want to go against books that are, you only want to get rid of books that are lgbtq books and i was like no nope 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 we're worried about age appropriateness and i opened up a book that was for four to eight year olds that laid out uh a sexual encounter between a man and a woman. It says, it says on the cover of the book, four, four to eight-year-olds. So inappropriate. I read it, and the, and the camera's Were in. Were you blushing as you did? No, because I've read it so many times. Okay. It's like nothing anymore. He was blushing. His, um, his, his eyes got big. His face, like, he, in the camera. So they engage in the debate without knowing. Yeah, he had like he thought he was going to call me out on the carpet and make us look like we were quote unquote book banners, and uh, it backfired. <laughs> but in, to his credit, he let us read it and he ran the he ran the news segment because a lot of times you know they they never come to fruition. Mm -hmm. um, how do you fight that battle? In, in, in let's say you're pr pursuing and you've had success pursuing legislation here in Florida that I know of, and elsewhere around the country, I'm sure. What's the way you present this, that it is um, accepted, understood, compared to what is being thrown at you in the press? And how do legislators react to those things? Because you get them on both sides. Yeah. You know what? I think we're finding a lot more, and not just in Florida, but Iowa and other places around the country, legislators with a spine. And it's so beautiful to see. Uh, because no legislator wants to be labeled a book banner, nor do we want to be labeled a book banner or any of these other names. Uh, but as we show up at state, um, at, 
at state committee hearing or committee hearings and and the presenting of the bills and show support and have legislative days in each state, we're finding that it gives our legislators more of a spine and a backbone to be able to stand up. And they've told us this. So they see they have the support in in parents and the like. Where in times past, there was no one there. It was just all the the red for Ed. It was all the LGBTQ activists shouting and screaming and chanting and showing up. And, you know, legislators are just humans, too. Like you look around and there's no one there supporting the thing that you think is right you get a little weak need. We've seen sure. it happen time and time again. And so having, you know, 20 moms sitting up in the gallery, giving you a thumbs up, cheering you on, writing you letters, calling you, telling you this is what they want. It gives them the courage to do what is right. And we are seeing more of that. Have you had the occasion of being engaged in a discussion with someone who may, at least initially, have opposed what Moms for Liberty is doing? Have you won any of those detractors over with the discussions you've had? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think as a whole, you know, I, I reflect back to my times when I go on to C-SPAN because I do the, the morning show sometimes there and, mm-hmm. and they let they open the lines and they say it's a Republican, a Democrat and, and an independent phone line. And they try to. <laughs> but I think all the Democrats call in and all three lines. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, people. Like people in the public will email after those sessions because I think there's a wide variety of people that listen to that, but it mostly is kind of middle of the ground or left leaning people that that sit and watch that in the mornings and they email after and they say that makes a lot of sense what you said. I didn't really ever look at it that way. And so there are people that are open minded, but they have to hear it if they only hear one side of the story and we're too afraid to speak out on some of these other outlets. They don't hear it. Well, let's go back to some of the things that you faced, and, and one of them being the Southern Poverty Law Center, basically calling you a terrorist organization. Um, that, to me, is laughable. And if you're on their bad list, it means you're doing something right. What's the reaction you hear around the country with that? Well, it's funny. Those that, um, th- those that know think it's a badge of honor. Uh, but the general public takes it seriously because now news media outlets say Moms for Liberty, comma, anti-government extremist group, comma, or hate group, comma. Uh And so, you know, things start to stick. Perception does matter. And so um, it's very, very, it's, the Southern Poverty Law Center is not a good organization and they are not doing what is right. So, you know, we found that they met with the Biden White House 11 times before Uh, coming out to declare us an anti-government extremist group. We'll talk about legislation and success coming up. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-361-1289. 800-361-1289. That's 800-361-1289. Life can be full of risks. 
One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. When you see flashing lights on any emergency, service, utility, or disabled vehicle, move over a lane or slow down to 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. Help protect those who protect us. Move over or slow down for emergency lights. Move over, Florida. It's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Continuing the Florida Roundtable, I'm Bill Mick with Tina Deskovich, co-founder of Moms for Liberty. Tina, I want to bring it to Florida specifically, maybe some of the things you're doing around the country. Uh, legislatively, the Florida legislative session is in right now. You mentioned earlier you've got your legislative day up there coming up at the end of this month. What are your goals with the legislature here in Florida for this particular session? So our Florida chapters get together and they have a legislative committee. I'm in their uh, group chat, which is constant all the time. So they are they are following all the legislation and what's happening. So they're engaged. Very much engaged. It's beautiful to see. I you know I went on this morning just to kind of review before this discussion with you what they're what they're chatting about, where they're focusing in on, and I it said you missed 375 <laughs> messages or something <laughs> like that, and I thought oh my gosh I'm never going to catch up. But you know the two things there's two big things they're focusing on this session and um, no bills quite nailed down on what's going to do and what they're going to follow, but they have two issues. One is um, data privacy of students. Mm-hmm. We have some uh, policies and laws here in Florida that protect that, but not strong enough. There's some real issues with third-party sharing of students' data uh, that's very concerning, and so they're hoping to have that addressed. And then more transparency in education. Uh, they've made great strides the last two years, but there's some things like teacher manuals that where a lot of the garbage is hidden that parents don't have easy access to to review uh, when you come up for curriculum reviews. So I know they're concerned about that also. understand that. Uh, there was a policy recently in the news in Orange County where they have restricted children, school students, from having their cell phones out during the school day, including their lunch period. It's like, don't have them out. They're there if you need them for an emergency. Other than that, stay off your phone. They've reported success early on in in this kind of policy. Uh, is that some of the things similar to that that the folks are looking at? I did not see that in the 365 messages that I went through <laughs> this morning. I know it's it's a concerning issue. I'm not sure if it's something Moms for Liberty will take up. Uh, you know, as we said, it's it's a national organization with chapters all over the country, and they're sure. very autonomous. So a chapter may take it up in their district, a state may take it up somewhere, but I haven't seen. Um, I was our surprised seeing it out of Orange County, actually. But the, the success they're reporting is that kids are more engaged. They're actually having kids pass notes in class again instead of texting each other. One teacher was really gratified to see that. I I remember hearing you talk about that. Um, You know, I uh, look, the cell phones in school is a problem. Uh, I am a mom of one child still left in school. I like that he has his phone at school. So I'm a little bit torn. I also know it's very hard to communicate and teach a child with a stupid, stupid cell phone in their hand. Yeah. So there needs to be, you know, some serious boundaries and guidelines there. Almost certainly. Uh, Representative Tyler Saroy, friend of yours and mine, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, 
uh, says they're pursuing some legislation in Tallahassee regarding what children in Florida can access online and working with or regulating the the social media companies as to who, what age groups they allow on and having parental consent. That's along the bailiwick of what you guys are dealing with. Yeah, I have not um, seen the bill, if there's a bill yet, but the, the general topic sounds very interesting to me and it sounds like something I would get behind for sure. You guys have also had success in supporting candidates, not just here in Florida, but across the country. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I'd love to. It's really quite remarkable. And we have some recent data out of November. Uh, We focused in on some elections in Ohio and really learned some great things about what we're doing. So um, nationally, uh, over the last two election cycles, we have won 365 school board seats from Moms for Liberty endorsed candidates. So we're really excited about that. It's an area of growth for us. There's 13,000 school districts in the country, so we have a long way to go. Sure. Uh, But we're learning a lot of things. Uh, This is an area that uh, the more conservative side has never been involved in. You know, we are up against decades of teachers unions and hundreds of millions of dollars in some of these places that uh, where they're dumping in funds. That being said, you also have influence on the national level where at your summit in Philadelphia that you mentioned earlier, you had, what, three, four, five presidential candidates come through and speak to your groups? Yeah, five. We had five presidential candidates, including President Donald Trump, Governor Ron DeSantis, Ambassador Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Asa Hutchinson. It was really, um, and, you know, and those that couldn't be there, like uh, Mike Pence was, really, you know, he, he apologized profusely. He was in Europe uh, that week and he couldn't make it. RFK but, Jr. was going to be there oh, and, and didn't. I t- just took him down off my coward wall. <laughs> yeah, he committed. His staff had sent over bio, headshot, all the things. Uh, we were we pushed it out publicly that he was coming, uh, but the pressure got got too much for him. Remember how we just talked about uh, elected leaders with spines. I'm afraid that uh, RFK Jr. maybe doesn't have that strong. Think you fell victim to miss or disinformation that is out there. Oh, absolutely. You know, I we saw what he was getting hit with, and. I'm sorry. In today's age, it's just not acceptable to cave to the mob because you have to stand up. You have to be strong. That's very true. As we continue on the Florida Roundtable, I want to talk about your upcoming national summit. That's going to be in D.C. this year. It is. Interesting town to have a summit. Uh, And we'll talk about that. And uh, you also have another major media appearance coming with nothing less than 60 minutes. That ought to be interesting. Yeah, that'll be next Sunday that is supposed to air. We reported it a few months ago. We thought maybe they would never run it because uh, I don't think they got from us what they wanted. Uh, And we'll talk it next. Stay with us. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-218-5088. 800-218-5088. 800-218-5088. That's 800-218-5088. 
888-5088. Are you worried about your vessel becoming derelict with criminal fines and removal costs? The Florida Vessel Turn-In Program, or VTIP, from the FWC may be able to help. If you are the titled owner, have received an at-risk warning or citation, and the vessel is floating, go to FloridaVTIP.com and get the details on how this program can remove your vessel at no cost to you. Don't wait until it's too late. Go to FloridaVTIP.com. That's FloridaVTIP.com. Having health insurance is important. So, if you or anyone in your family has Medicaid or CHIP, listen up. Check your mail for a renewal form from your state. Complete the form and mail it back right away so you don't lose your coverage. If you do lose Medicaid or CHIP, visit healthcare.gov to see if you're eligible to enroll in a low-cost, quality health plan. Keep your family covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov slash sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Bill Mick on the Florida Roundtable with Moms for Liberty co-founder Tina Deskovich. Tina, thanks for taking the time today. Always good to see you. Appreciate you coming in and uh, giving us your time this weekend. You know I'm always happy to talk with you. Let's uh, talk about what's coming up for Moms for Liberty in the next year or so. And toward uh, the end of summer, you're going to have your next Joyful Warrior Summit. Number one, what do they do and where are you going this year? Yeah, it's number three. First one was in Tampa. Second one last year was in Philadelphia. And this year we will be in Washington, D.C., August uh, 29th through September 1st. We are excited about that. We'll be at the JW Marriott right downtown. We bring in all of our chapter leaders from around the country and other members that want to attend. Uh, we train them how to run for school board, how to help candidates that want to run for school board. We dig into issues, critical race theory, um, so you break out into different groups, have different sessions yeah, for these general members sessions, that are there. Breakout sessions, uh, we do in a war. You know, it's just it's just a, all the reviews from the speakers down to attendees are always top notch. They say, you know, I've been going to conferences for twenty years, and this is one of the best ones I've ever been to. We really, we really do an amazing job at our annual summit. Let's talk about some of the guests that you've had and who you're hoping to have at this next summit. Oh, we are. We, I can't tell you that yet. We have you not, can't, announced, not any, announced it. We've not announced any speakers yet. We're still working on those. Come on, on Tina. Those. It's me. We're friends. Breaking news here. 
we don't have any contracts signed yet for speakers. So okay. uh, how about I'll let you be the first to know when we get our, That'll our first work. big name. We'll talk about the previous ones, though. You've had some high-power folks come in and speak to these parents. Yeah, we've been able, you know, like we said, five uh, presidential candidates at the last one. Dennis Prager, uh, he was a big hit last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is just, just what a man he, what a man he is. Allie Beth Stuckey, a uh, great spokesman, woman for mom, uh, moms, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor. What a guy. He mm-hmm. is, he's running for governor. Looks like he's going to win. He is a great speaker. We brought in four um, secretary of educations or commissioner of education, depending on what state they were from, mm-hmm. on a panel and really discussed what states were doing to improve reading outcomes and things of that nature. Uh, you know, we, it's just, it's a, it's a serious conference. You have a little fun. Uh, but it's a serious conference, really trying to get work done to improve education and protect. Well, again, your summit last summer in Philadelphia, you had all those presidential candidates roll through. You're going to roll up on the general election season. You throwing out invitations to the nominees that we will expect to have? Well, by then, that we will just have two nominees. And I don't know about you, but I have no idea who that's going to be. I mean, I'm even wondering if it's going to be Will you invite them is the question. I don't know. Um, I I think, you know, we're not quite there yet. We'll have to figure that out. There's going to be another event going on at the same time in D.C. on the National Mall. Uh, That's going to be announced later this month. That's like uh, we're part of that, but there's about 100 different uh, conservative parental rights organizations uh, from around the country that will be part of that. So, it's, we got a lot going on this you, summer. You are busy, folks. Yeah. Uh, about a minute left here. The 60 Minutes interview. It's coming up, you said, next weekend. Uh, how'd it go, and what are you expecting? Uh, you know, they told us it was going to be about Moms for Liberty. We did a pre-interview with them uh, for an hour. We talked about Moms for Liberty wins, things we've done. We sat down that day. They flew down here, a whole team. It was an amazing experience. However, we sat down, and I said, uh, Mr. Pelly, what is it that you want to talk about today? Scott Pelly's doing yeah. the interview. Yeah. Okay. What, do you, what would you like to get out of this interview today? And he said, I want to talk about the books. And so right then we knew this was going to be a book banning uh, segment of of uh, 60 Minutes. But yet you don't regret doing any interview. It's an opportunity for you to get your message. No, out. it's going to be interesting to see how they packaged it. They've had three, four months to package and chop and, you know, and manipulate. Oh, that'll and be interesting so we'll to, have see. to see. We'll have to see what the results are. Tina, I've got to let you run, but thank you for the hour. It's been uh, a joy to talk to you as always, and we'll do it again soon. Anytime, Bill. Thank you much. Momsforliberty.org. You can find me at billmick.com. Send us your comments, questions, or suggestions for the show, and we'll see you next time on the Florida Roundtable here from the Florida News Network. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Bill May on news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.